Welcome back in Bill Michaels show. Then Kenny Zach Heilprin in for Bill today. 877-867-1670. That's how you get a hold of the program. Let's go to the phones. Joining us now on the line, he covers Iowa football for the athletic. The overseer of all things scheduling is, is what I've tabbed him. Scott Doctorman. Scott, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you today? Uh, we're good. I think it's welcome that it's early July and there's been stuff to talk about pretty much all off season. While I'm a little bit tired of it, it has definitely been welcome for people in our shoes. Most definitely. I mean, most of the time we, if we haven't last three years, really with the, whether it's COVID or realignment and other things, if before that, I mean, we'd be talking about which uh, football team reminds us most of a star Wars character. So <laughs> I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely appreciative of, uh, appreciative of the actual real topics to discuss or which Nebraska quarterback was, is going to be a Heisman dark horse or which Nebraska <laughs> team is going to be a sleeper to reach the playoff. Um, I want to ask you, so now that we're pretty much a week out of the craziness of UC LA and USC joining the big 10, and then a lot of stuff has surfaced since then. What are your overall thoughts on where the big 10 and where college football is heading? Yeah, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, we all want to kind of project and and go uh, quick twitch with what's going to happen next and what's going to look like in another year or three years down the road. But but really, you know, the Big Ten has never been that type to just take a big bite. Uh, it takes nibbles and it takes big nibbles, but they're still nibbles. And so um, we immediately jump to well, they're, this isn't the only move they're going to make. They're going to grab Oregon. They're going to grab Washington, maybe you know Utah or the Phoenix market and, and Notre Dame. But I really think that they are at a at a pause. And um, But that said, Notre Dame is the one that they will continue to search for. And if they can somehow grab Notre Dame, they will. But I'm not so sure that they're focused on the other schools of the Pac-12 because in a year from now, if they wanted them to, to bring them in they could so i think right now we're at a 16 team big 10 with the potential for 17 but i'm not i wouldn't bet that it's going to be 19 20 22 anytime soon when it comes to notre dame what do you think forces their hand in terms of joining the big 10 is it is it money is it the college football playoff access what do you think would force them into a conference I think it's a combination of both and potentially scheduling beyond that. I mean, you know, it depends on what's the access level for the college football playoff. I think we all expect it to be 12 um, in in the coming years in 2026 and beyond. That's probably something that Notre Dame can still get into, but uh, do do they want to get into it when you haven't played the type of schedule that the teams in the big 10 and sec have that that's really got to be a concern. And then you also look at the USC factor. That's probably, Notre Dame's greatest rival and it's going to be in the big 10 what there's still going to be an opportunity to play them but not quite to the same uh, a level of flexibility that USC has once had and then of course money is, is a big issue I looked it up the I think the last pre-COVID year the big 10 teams were earning right around 55 million dollars they ACC's or, or the Pac-12's I should say were right around 32 million and and Notre Dame's singular contract with with uh, NBC is right around what Pac-12 teams play you know receive and and I think in some respects it's not that 
big of a deal for them to be off by you know 20 million i mean it sounds like a lot but because their donors make up for it but if they're off by 40 50 million dollars they've got to be looking at it saying we're going to lose you know have diminished uh input on the sport and our brand could be wavering if you're not in one of those two conferences so i expect notre dame to to really bet this hard, you know very strongly before making a final decision so do you think in that light, do you think it is the Big Ten or bust? Or do, like, do you think you could handicap maybe which conference it could be that they would join? I think it'd have to be the Big Ten has to be the very big favorite here. I mean, for a million reasons and, and well, you know, 80 million plus probably most of all revenue wise. But now that USC is in, in it, that's, again, their main rival I think that makes it imperative that the Notre, Notre Dame would want to be in it. Plus, the the historical ties with Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, and other teams around the league. And and uh, and if you're going to get that kind of revenue and you're going to have an opportunity to compete, I think Notre Dame's better opportunity it comes within the Big Ten simply because of style of play. I think it could compete in the Big Ten a little bit easier than the SEC, where. You know, there's, it's a little bit more athlete centric um, that Notre Dame doesn't always, although they are number one in recruiting rankings right now, but I'm not sure that they match up the best week in and week out in that environment versus the Big Ten. So I think, uh, you know, it would make a ton of sense. Plus, if they bring in their other sports, which I'm sure they have to figure out some sort of exit strategy with the ACC for that, uh, you know, you're looking at reduced travel. Um, high impact environments. I, I think it makes a ton of sense if the big ten, if uh, Notre Dame decides to go that route. So I would put it at ninety ten, ninety being the Big Ten and ten everywhere else. Scott Docterman joining us uh, at Scott Docterman on Twitter covers Iowa and Big Ten football for the Athletic. So you've done a lot about scheduling and the future of what the Big Ten could look like. That all came out before this craziness of conference realignment and USC and UCLA. If you had to project now, like we've seen the ACC go away from divisions, what do you think the alignment looks like and what the scheduling looks like four or five years down the road when these moves are made? With a 16-team Big Ten now with USC and UCLA, I mean, first of all, i got to throw out everything I've rejected up until then, but I, I think the easiest scheduling plan is 3-6-6, which I know the SEC is contemplating as well, which is everybody protects three rivals, um, and then you cycle through everybody else six years or six teams on one year, six the next, or, you know, every other year, you know, some, some like two years on, two years off over a four-year period. That's a pretty easy scheduling model to, to go through. And then at the end of four years, you can make adjustments. And, and part of that would be, for instance, let's say, you know, the four teams in the West, Nebraska potentially doesn't play Wisconsin, but Wisconsin plays Iowa minnesota and maybe northwestern and in in that kind of realm and then maybe at the end of four years if you know let's say northwestern's trended downward but wisconsin's playing really well maybe the big 10 shakes it up for a four-year block and says well maybe we want to see you play uh michigan state or maybe play penn state or or usc for that four-year block instead of northwestern i think that would be something that would be welcomed by teams because I've, I've identified probably 11, 12, 13 rivalries that make sense to play every year, no matter what. But, but beyond that, there's a lot that are, you know, you, you could rotate them if you need to. And I, I, so I could kind of see that model going forward and, and it would be helpful for, a, you know, a USC to say play UCLA, of course, every year, 
Penn State maybe for the first four-year block and then and then switch it around, maybe a Purdue uh, for four years, maybe Illinois, maybe um, you know a Michigan. You know, I, I think there's a lot of room for, for maneuverability uh, after a four-year block. Long-term, though, Scott, if it turns into a 20-team conference, if like way down the stretch, I, I, I guess I don't know how long <laughs> down the road this would be, but would you still be able to go without divisions in a conference that big? Say it's 20, 24 teams. Would you still be able to go away from divisions, or would you have to have them? I think you'd have to have some sort of pod structure if you get that deep, because I don't know how you're going to create a championship game where you might have you know three or four teams that maybe played one common opponent among two or three of them. Uh, so I, I think there's going to have to be a pod structure, either that, or you make a two-tiered playoff structure with like four teams, and uh, and if you're inviting teams from the West Coast, it only makes sense that they play one another in football and all sports, of course, which I think is probably a bigger deal, and uh, and so you might have to pot it up a little bit, but but then there's going to be some really nasty cuts somewhere in the middle, you know, and somewhere on the East to try to divide that up, and you know you want to make sure that. Penn State plays Ohio State, that Wisconsin plays Minnesota and Iowa, uh, if you can. And, and so if they go 20 or more, yeah, probably some sort of pod structure and probably a, a four-team playoff instead of just a, a traditional championship game. Scott, a couple more uh, before we let you go. Take me into Iowa City right now and the thoughts around that team. Obviously, Big Ten West winners last year. Uh, crazy turnover differential on the defensive side of the ball. Yet an offense that you know did struggle a lot. How are people? Where are people at going into the year? I think they're hopefully uh, they're a little bit optimistic, but I think that they are realistic when it comes to the offense, which is. Uh, it needs better quarterback play. The quarterback play has not been good the last couple of years. And and so they're kind of an outlier, if you will, that they actually won the Big Ten West with that type of uh, offense in general. I mean, it was in the 120s in so many different categories that you have a hard time thinking that it can replicate that and win the West once again. So it needs better quarterback play. I think the areas that were, um, you know, that struggled last year, like offensive line and running game, I, I think there's a, an expectation for improvement there, especially along the offensive line. Defensively, they'll be in great shape. They've got a tremendous linebacking core, uh, a lot of really good young players up front on the defensive line that you'd expect them last year to struggle a little more than they did. So when they still had 31 sacks, you looked at it and go, well, that's that's pretty good after losing some really good players. And then, you know, secondary dropped, will drop a little bit, but they bring, you know, bring in some really um, talented young players, you know, a five-star and Xavier Wampa, for instance, and a four-star and in, in Cooper DeGene, who've got his first playing experience last year at Madison. So I, I would expect the defense to compete at a very high level. But I think it's like any team in the upper echelon of the West Division. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of like the end of Rocky II, I think, between uh, or among uh, Spencer Petras, Graham Mertz, and Tanner Morgan. If if you can get up off the mat and stand up, you're going to win the West. But <laughs> right now, I think all three are, are pretty similar in that regard. It, it, is Spencer Petras the guy, or is there going to be a competition there um, between whether it's Alex Petit or somebody else? There's a competition, but I think Alex or but Spencer Petras will probably be the guy. He's 
Um, he's been the number one through the spring, through most of the summer. I think they'd like to see another guy emerge if possible, but uh, he knows the offense really well. And, and it's kind of a risk averse strategy, which I know you're, you're all very accustomed to in Madison and same thing here in Iowa city, which is just don't lose the game for us. That's kind of the strategy sometimes a quarterback. And uh, I think that's going to be the case here where, uh, you know, Spencer did, has worked a lot with a, an outside coach who, um, you know, works with Joe Flacco and, and Kenny Pickett. His name's Tony Rassiopi. And so he has gotten a little better there. And then he went to the Matting Academy as well. So they do think that he's going to make some strides. And I've had even some assistants say, yeah, he's actually, pre- you know, been pretty good this spring. And, and maybe assistants that aren't necessarily uh, always cheerful about the quarterback <laughs> position so I, I would I would expect him to be the starter early uh, but we'll see what happens against the Iowa State and maybe Rutgers to see if he keeps it Scott last one before I let you go if you had to today on July 8th handicap what the top of the Big Ten West could look like what's your sense of maybe who the favorites are and where you see them all lining up with Iowa Wisconsin Minnesota Purdue and Nebraska I can't pick Nebraska above fifth. I'm just, I'm, I saw that some of the uh, Vegas lines out on them and I'm like, you know, they fool you every year. So until they actually do it, I'm not picking them above anything more than fifth. Uh, Purdue, I think that they lost a lot. Um, they have a great quarterback, easily the best quarterback in the West. But, you know, Milton Wright you know, left the program and no David Bell. And I know that makes people here cheer um, and pop champagne corks. But yes. And then no, no George Karloftis. So I'm putting them fourth. I think among the other three, it's who can kind of establish the line of scrimmage. Um, I, I put Iowa and Wisconsin one and two in some order, and I'd say flip a coin. The game's here in Iowa City, uh, but I think it's going to come down to the tr- the last two years have kind of been outliers in that that they've been you know three touchdown victories for each team. I think it's going to be one of those thirteen to ten, sixteen to thirteen games where it's going to come down to uh, a quarterback draw on a, on a two point conversion gets stopped at the inch line like uh, 2018. It's, it's flip a coin for me right now. I just want to see which quarterback performs, and then that's the team I'll pick to win the West. That remains the loudest hit that I can remember. I was standing on the goal line when it was – that was 2019, right? The um, uh, Yeah, 19. I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, with the Chris, Chris Orr coming in and, and stopping that right goal line. That was an amazing play. Before we let you go, though, I, I do need to get your answer. If you were to compare Iowa to a Star Wars character, who, who, would, it, who would it be then? That's a great question. I, I would have to search my mind. I've always compared Iowa to that, like, 38-year-old construction worker, you know, that's sitting at the end of the bar in a flannel shirt. And, uh, you know, they've got a mug of beer in their hands. And they're one of those guys that, yeah, they don't look too tough at, at times. You know, they look grizzled. But you get them outside, and, and it's going to take you a long time to win. You might win. You might be better. But, it, you know, you know what you're going to be in for a not long fight. So I guess – I would, I would just say that's the type of description I give for Iowa. Gotcha. <laughs> Love it. Scott, really appreciate the time, man. Look forward to following along as we get into the season. And, I mean, I hope you share this sentiment with me. I, I just need a football game to talk about. This is all getting too crazy. I agree. I started writing about recruiting, and I'm kind of done with that, too. I just want to talk about the real thing. And, and let's face it, if there's one thing that I've wanted for realignment, going way back, even the, you know when Nebraska joined the league, is keep Iowa-Wisconsin together. They're, yes. they're kissing cousins. They're, they're, they're built in the same tenets and principles, different styles, 
But I love that series, and I just don't want to see it go away on an annual basis. I think it's good for the game. It's great for the fans of both teams, and and it really would be – a, a downer to me if, if that series goes away yeah i share that i'm sure all of our listeners do as well scott really appreciate the time all right thanks for having me on i appreciate it there he is scott doctorman he is on twitter at scott doctorman covers iowa football and big 10 football for the athletic awesome stuff if you like big 10 football at all big 10 west football he's a must follow he is all over it <clears throat> All right, 877-867-1670. We're going to step away, take a quick break. More on all this college football craziness. Uh, Maybe I'll get into Zach's Star Wars mind when we come back. It's Ben Kenny and Zach Heilprin in for Bill Michaels. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michaels show. Ben Kenny, Zach Heilprin in for Bill today. 877-867-1670. Joining us now on the hotline, Wisconsin running back, Braylon Allen. He has his Braylon Allen charity softball game coming up July 17th. Uh, You can find tickets at Fond du Lac spiders.nwltickets.com. Proceeds benefiting the Wisconsin Athletic Hall of Fame Foundation. Braylon, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? We're good. Uh, it's a Friday. I can say I'm safely excited for the weekend. I, I wanted to ask you, with the season pretty much coming up in two months now, under two months, how's this off season been? How's it been different maybe since last off season when you were first joining the program to now you have that year under your belt? Um, yeah, definitely, um, like you said, a lot different um, from my first year, you know, to my second. Um, I would say the first year, being comfortable you know, with the teammates, with the coaches, your schedule, and, you know, kind of just settling in. Um, where now, after having a full season and a full winter and spring ball under my belt, now it's kind of, you know, refining those little details and overall just trying to make myself a better player and become a, a more complete teammate and and running back uh so going with that talk about you're talking about last off season how different has it been obviously the spring going into your freshman year you were playing a high school football season does the body feel a lot better having not had to play that year and then go into a full season now you actually had some time to work on stuff do strength and conditioning and all that do you feel better physically compared to that year going into freshman year um, I would say it's, it's mostly the same. Um, I, my body feels pretty similar to um, what it did last summer, um, which is which is a good thing because you know I, I think last year was really um, was really my peak. You know, before the season, I was my, at my strongest, um, probably at my fastest, and um, you know by the end of the year, um, all that kind of went down a little bit. And so um, throughout the winter and the spring, the main focus was building all that back up to where I am now and um, you know I can feel myself getting faster and um, putting all that muscle back on Um, so I'd say it's pretty much the same but I'm I'm feeling great. Uh, Braylon you've had a a busy summer I'd say and and included uh, spending time up in uh, 
where was it uh, Appleton for the the Donald Driver softball game or the Packers uh, softball game, and you had a chance to to meet AJ Dillon and compare quads. I believe is uh, is some of what that day was about for you. Now I saw the picture, and you thought that he had you pretty good. I think he may have you like in the calves, but I think you you, you compete pretty well in the in the quads aspect of it. <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> they they are massive in person for sure. <laughs> really caught kind of caught me off guard because I, I knew they were big but when, once i saw them up close is a different level were you, were you able to gain anything though from from talking to him spending time with him and aaron jones up there were, was there anything that you learned that uh, uh that you can bring back to wisconsin at all you think um you know we didn't get to talk too much um so the little bit that we did talk was more kind of chopping it up and um uh, but um, it's always just cool to be able to connect with people and um, build those relationships. Uh, Most important question I feel like we have to ask you, how's your softball game at this point? Um, It's it's okay. It'll be better (laughs) uh, by next Sunday for sure. Um, I haven't had had too much time to practice, but um, it kind of snuck up on me how, how fast it was creeping up. So Definitely going to have to hit the cages or something this weekend and get my swing down and kind of get back into uh, baseball mode a little bit so I'm not embarrassing myself. But um, with a little practice, it'll be good for sure. Braylon Allen joining us. He has the Braylon Allen Charity Softball game coming up July 17th uh, in Fond du Lac. I, I wanted to ask you, obviously, a lot of a lot of changes this offseason with the coaching staff. What are your first impressions of running backs coach Al Johnson now having done spring ball and going into training camp? Uh, yeah, I think he's a he's a great coach and um, can help us in a lot of ways uh, that might be different from what we've learned in the past. Um, and obviously, as an ex-O-lineman, um, He's he's really big on pass protection, so that's that's one area of my game that I thought um, could really use some improvement. So I think I made some decent strides in that during the spring, and going to continue to improve in that during fall camp. Um, but yeah, great guy, um, definitely a player's coach, and I, I've loved having him around. Also got a new offensive coordinator and in, in Bobby Engram. He's going to be. Uh, I know. It, it's a collaborative process of calling plays, but it sounds like he's going to have a, have a pretty big role in that. What were your just uh, initial impressions of him throughout the spring and, and what he could bring to the table for you guys? Uh, yeah, Coach Ingram, um, another guy that I've loved having on staff and another, another player's coach and a guy who's really, um, you know, relatable and real down to earth. Um, just, just a great guy in general. Um, and, you know, coaching wise, he's, he's, um, Definitely helped me a lot in um, the the receiving aspect of being a running back. Um, so I, you know, there's just two two great coaches that that came along that are helping me become um, a real all around running back, and I definitely appreciate both of them a lot for for what they're helping me with. So I know you likely won't be in college at this point, but what were your thoughts last Thursday when the craziness ensued with USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten? Yeah, I didn't really uh, know what was going on, to be honest. I kind of thought it was just a rumor or something. And um, once I heard that it was official, I mean, it was, um, like you said, I was, first thought was, oh, 2024, all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have to deal with that. But, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's crazy. 
um, it's kind of I'm kind of interested to see uh, what what the future of, of college football will be looking like. What you weren't going to be excited about a California team like UCLA coming to Madison in like late November <laughs> and playing you guys in the cold? Like I said, um, wasn't. <laughs> The first thought wasn't about playing them, but yeah. um, I definitely would like to see them try to come to, to Madison in November and um, get a taste of um, some inside inside runs. So you've been uh, – the NIL has been around for a year now, a little over a year, started July 1st of last year. You've been able to take advantage of it. What have you learned here in this, this past year, and, and what do you think you've gained from NIL, and what do you think some of your teammates have gained uh, from it being in place? Um, yeah, definitely a lot had to, uh, be learned throughout the year because, you know, it's not, um, it's kind of foreign to me, you know, just the different things that I had to deal with. Um, but I, th- I think it's really good for, um, college athletes overall. And, uh, I think the the biggest thing for me definitely caught me off guard at, at first was, was taxes. <laughs> I had no idea what was going on with that no clue how to handle all that. So just kind of figuring out that you need people, you know, in your corner that you trust to, to be able to um, help you take care of your business. Um, and I think a lot of guys who are going through the same thing as me realize that really quick too. So I think it's good for, um, you know, obviously um, I like to play in the NFL in the future. So it's a, it's a good jump start on being able to figure that stuff out. So, um, once I get to that level, it's not, you know, foreign like it was uh, last year. I'll tell you what, I still don't completely understand taxes, so you're not alone in that. Um, are, are there thoughts around the locker room of, you know, hey, next summer there's going to be an NCAA video game and we could be on it? Yeah, we've, um, you know, as a team, have talked about it a little bit with our um, media people. And um, so there's some conversations circling around that and it's really just exciting because that was a game I grew up loving to play you know and I'll go on there and you know the road to glory and all that and um, <laughs> play for the Badgers and myself and um, you know now being able to have an opportunity to actually be in that video game as a Wisconsin Badgers is crazy and I, re- I really can't wait that's definitely what I'm looking forward to the most. Braylon Allen joining us uh, again, charity softball game coming up July 17th uh, on his Twitter at Braylon Allen. And I also tweeted it out on mine, the link for tickets and more information proceeds uh, benefiting the Wisconsin athletic hall of fame foundation. Uh, do you have any matchups in this charity softball game that you're circling? Do you have anybody you think's going to really struggle out there? <laughs> uh, I would say most of the guys for sure. Um, but no, I, I'm I'm kind of excited to see you know everyone had talks big games so I'm kind of um, excited to see who's who's really about it on the softball field um, but yeah I'm I'm definitely looking to hit some bombs though for sure uh, I, I think I saw that uh, Chimray DK is going to be out there and, and Chucky Hepburn I think tweeted about it as well who are some of the other guys that people are going to be able to come out and see um, there's there's a lot of guys um, you know Grammer it's pretty much the whole O line. Um, a lot of receivers. Most of my freshman class, or most of my sophomore class, uh, a couple guys on defense. There's 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 a lot of guys for sure. It's it's a it's a full, full roster on both sides. Hey, you guys, I've I noticed you were out at at Chimray's camp. 
are you guys like when you guys go and do these things is it just like all right i'm gonna come and do this you're gonna come and do mine like is it is that how you guys kind of talk just everyone helping out each other uh yeah so so me and tim go through the same um marketing sure um company so a lot of our stuff is kind of um you know if one of us has something going on the other's kind of already involved pretty much um but yeah i mean it's kind of you know working his camp was a lot of fun for me and i know playing in, in my game will be a lot of fun for him so i think that'll just be something that you know it's pretty much automatic you know if, if one of us has something going on they're just gonna hop on it uh, last one before we let you go, Braylon. I, if I had to ask you and put you on the spot, is there one game coming up on this schedule this year that you have circled or you and maybe the offense has circled or you as the running back room or you personally that you have circled going into this year? Um, well, I mean, there's one obvious answer. <laughs> um, not much needs to be said about that. Just pretty much the acts. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really excited for Ohio State. I think um, going to going to the shoe will be a good challenge for us. For us, and um, you know, I'm excited to see um, first of all how our defense will hold up against an offense like that, and um, just how we can come together as a team and you know try to to um, play well against you know one of the best teams in the country. So I think we can do that. I'm, I'm very confident in ourselves, and I'm going to take us over them. Any day, any time in the week. Um, so yeah, definitely those two for sure. Awesome, Braylon. Really appreciate the time. Uh, best of luck in the softball game first. I, I hope everyone comes out unscathed. But then, best of luck as this season comes up. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. There he is, Braylon Allen, Wisconsin running back. The Braylon Allen Charity Softball Game coming up July seventeenth in Fond du Lac. For more information, you can go to northwoodsleague.com. For tickets, fondalaxspiders.nwltickets.com. The links are all up on my Twitter, at Benzie Kenny, and his as well. Awesome stuff. Uh, the Ohio State game, I love it. I also, I mean, I, I'm sure everyone in that room shares the same sentiment, but I, it's that part of the summer, and it sucks to wish summer away, but I cannot wait for football. Well, you don't even have to wait that long for the Ohio State game. It's September 24th, so it's not like you have to wait till like, usually... Have to wait until October or November. Nope. Big Ten opener. Yeah, usually you get a couple Illinois in there. Well, you do get a couple Illinois in there this time. Well, <laughs> I guess that's or at least true. one. Yeah, one Illinois, but not the Illinois. No. But you, you get a couple Easers in there, but it's just bang. Start a Big Ten play there in Columbus. Believe, All right. I believe the Illinois is the week after that one. And yes. Brett, and Brett Bielma. And trap his, game? And himself. Trap game. Trap game? There will be no trap game with Brett Bielma <laughs> coming to town. I can promise uh, you that. I can't wait. All right, we're going to step away, take a quick break. A lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny, Zach Heilprin, in for Bill. It's coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.